Cool 97 Radio. And don't forget to check out the Roxboro this Sunday, the first Sunday of the month. Crazy Chris will be there. And remember, they'll be having brunch or you can eat. So go on and check it out. So tonight we're going to be rounding out Endometriosis Awareness Month. And we have with us no other than Dr. Milton Hardy. Dr. Hardy, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good evening, listeners, and good evening, Anne. Good evening, Dre. <laughs> and, of course, I can't forget the people online. Yes, they're all there um, waiting and listening from all over the world especially in the diaspora and I am absolutely sure that at some point in time someone will reach out to me and say boy you know I know Dr. Hardy Dr. Hardy treated me or I went to school or something like that yes yes you you, you might hear that <laughs> yes I, I hear that from time to time so tonight we're going to be talking about endometriosis it's not a new topic um, to singles live but we wanted to delve a little bit more into it in 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 the sense that we are we are coming out or we're uh, or we're concluding um, endometriosis awareness month and so we want to delve into 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 it a little bit more so let me start um, doc by asking for a definition of endometriosis the simplest definition that you can find for us okay to simplify the term endometriosis we need to look back at how the name was derived mm -hmm. the lining of the womb that is the part of the womb that is shed with the menstrual cycle is called the endometrium endometriosis therefore occurs when this tissue is found in places other than lining the womb and outside of the uterus and I just said outside meaning it could be on the surface mm -hmm. if it's within the womb even though it's not lining the womb it's called adenomyosis mm -hmm. so that is endometriosis yes that, is, that would be the, def definition the definition of endometriosis. of endometriosis and endometriosis can be found anywhere in the body you mentioned that in a in a previous show that we had mm -hmm. that it can be found anywhere and it can actually um, transport itself into um, places that far and far wide, and wide yes. including the the brain the brain the yeah. lung. Mm -hmm. you see endometriosis is a disease of theories in terms of trying to explain its origin and um, there is no one explanation which would um, define or delineate how endometriosis is spread around the body. The commonest um, reason for endometriosis to occur, and this would be in the pelvis of course, is what we call retrograde menstruation. 
what do we mean by this? Now, with the menses, there is a perfect egress from the womb, through the cervix, through the vagina, to the exterior. Mm-hmm. However, in 90% of cases of endometrial, well, let me backtrack. A lot, of, Most women do have some menstruation occurring, going backwards through the, the fallopian tubes and into the abdomen. This is called retrograde menstruation. And 90% of the cases of endometriosis occur by that mechanism. Of course, there are other mechanisms. You may have cells transforming themselves, their stem cells, and with hormonal influences, they can change and become endometriotic cells. And because of the hormonal stimulation, they will behave just like the endometrium. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that um, with each cycle, this tissue which you now develops from these cells, they'll try to bleed. But there's nowhere for them to go. So there's no opening to the outside. So they will generate scar tissue. You will have adhesions, that is organs sticking to each other. You may have endometrial tissue going along the lymphatic system or the circulatory system and be transported to distant places. Mm-hmm. There might be a genetic component to all of this happening. So there is no singular explanation for endometriosis occurring. Occurring. Um, is it is it retro retro retrograde grade menstruation, menstruation? That is going backward. How do you know when that is happening as a as a woman? You might not, but um, sometimes this is characterized by period pains. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, you know, is that um, the the lining of the womb is extremely sorry. The lining of the cavity, the body cavity, is extremely sensitive. For example, you might find that if you have a, a ruptured cyst or a ruptured appendix, it's not really the rupture that causes the pain. You know, it's the splashing of the fluids as it, uh, impacting against the lining. It's extremely sensitive. So th- that would generate its own body of pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else that I wanted to ask, but whenever I'm intensely listening to you <laughs> and thinking about all that is happening within the body, I'm like, I lost track for, uh, for a minute there. Um, but let us move on. Um, until I gather my trail of thoughts. How common is endometriosis? Well, there are no specific studies, but it has been estimated to be about 20%, affecting 20% of all women. So that makes it quite common. Um, One has to remember that um, most of these diseases come in a spectrum. So you could run from very mild, even no symptoms, Mm -hmm. to severe. So, you know, that's how the numbers might seem to be so large. It could even be larger, and and I'll I'll say why. Um, 
it is a disease which is driven by your female hormones. So that really now takes the limit out of the possibilities. But um, it, it has been um, suggested that it's about 20% in our population. Our population. Um, are there specific causes um, that is linked to, to, to endometriosis? Well, apart from the so-called theories that we have put forward, there are other direct instances, for example, <clears throat> you could get implantation of endometriotic tissue from, say, having a cesarean section. You, you, you could get spillage of endometrium anywhere into the cavity of the, of the pelvis, into the incision. Mm-hmm. And you find out that what gives it away is that it swells up every month when you're having your period because it's trying to bleed but can't go anywhere. Wow. So that little, that incision that you get yes. um, during when you're doing your orbit. Yeah, you can get yeah. implantation. Yeah. It's like casting a seed onto a field and it catches and grows. That's essentially what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and in fact, I, 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 am, I will dare to say that I am surprised that it's not more common from that root. But it does happen. Okay. Symptoms of endometriosis. Well, the biggest symptom is pain, you know. Uh, pelvic pains. And this could occur during the menses. It could occur at any time during the menstrual cycle. And I'll come back to what I said just said menstrual cycle. It could be painful during intercourse. Mm-hmm. Although, interestingly, mm-hmm. and this is something I found very interesting, in that women who, you would, who give a history of severe pelvic pains, when you examine them, they are pain. They are in pains. Yet when you question them as to pains during intercourse, most of them say no. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out what is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a cultural reason. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's a cultural reason. Yeah. But getting back to um, what I said about um, the menstruation, endometriosis is hormonally driven. In other words, the, the pains go with the menopause. All right? So, in the absence of your female hormones, you will not have the development of endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So, your estrogens are the drivers. No estrogen, no endometriosis. Wow. Um, pain, pelvic pain, anything else? Well, you could get fertility issues. Um, you could actually be infertile because of the pains from the avoidance of intercourse. <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, but go ahead. <laughs> you could have infertility as a consequence of adhesions uh, causing tubal blockage. You could have um, adhesions or even endometriotic deposits onto the ovaries 
interfering with ovulation, that is the release of the eggs. There are certainly other hormonal influences which um, the condition would generate, mm -hmm. which could also impinge on fertility. So lots of times these patients have to resort to um, assisted reproductive technologies, you know, test your baby, that sort of thing. What about heavy bleeding? Yes, you could have menstrual issues. Bleedings may be heavy. They might be irregular. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the period pains might be very severe. You may find that you actually vomit. Although that's not the only reason why you may have vomiting with your men, with, with period pains. What about clots? Well, clots really speak to the degree of bleeding, you know. Because mm -hmm. what happens when you menstruate? The blood comes away from the lining of the womb and it clots. Now, there are enzymes in the wall of the uterus which dissolves these clots. So it comes out as a liquid. So when you're passing clots, what, what you're really telling me is that you're bleeding so heavily that the clot, do, uh, they're not in the womb long enough to dissolve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mind you, you could change gears, you know. You could be bleeding so heavily that it doesn't even stay long enough to clot. It just runs down the legs, and we call that flooding. Mm. So you could change gears even from the clotting. But by and large, the, the blood comes away, it clots, and it is dissolved. And it comes away as a liquid. Okay. The other thing, too, with um, since we're on the matter of pain, I guess we'll be talking about pain all night. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you're extruding a clot, especially in the patients who have never had a child. The, the cervix actually is like a pinhole. And, you, and you're now going to extrude this clot through this pinhole. So can you now imagine the, mm. the, the pains that you could generate? Mm -hmm. And in fact, some, the, the pains are so severe. With this sudden dilatation of the cervix, some people actually will faint. Yes. Because it causes the blood pressure to fall because you get a severe, what we call, sympathetic reaction f from your nervous system. And the patient could very well collapse at that time. Yeah, I remember um, after one of our shows, um, someone called me and said, boy, and um, when I'm having, I, I, I suffer from endometriosis, and she says there are times when she feels as though she's going to literally pass out. She cannot even think straight the yes. amount of pain that she's feeling um, at that time of the month. Any other symptoms? Well, symptoms, you, you could get symptoms everywhere. Uh, it could be dependent on um, the... Headache. Organ that is affected. Headache, back pain. You get headache, back pain. You could have problems with pain, with defecation. Yes. You might. And what also helps to give it away is that you may have bleeding on defecation during the menses. Mm -hmm. You could have bleeding on passing urine during the menses. And if you notice, I'm, I keep saying during the menses. This helps to give it away.
if you have endometriosis in the lungs, I guess you could also be coughing up blood, um, maybe to a greater extent, during the menses endometriosis in the brain. But those you are not those have, are not um, 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 regular occurrence. Those are no, rare no. They're, 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 thankfully, they're rare. They're very, very actually. I use the word thankfully, very. <laughs> thankfully, yes. but what gives it away is that these things happen to the person during the period time. Mm-hmm. So there is a correlation between the menses and the severity of the symptoms. Endometria, something that I want to 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 to, to <clears throat> ask, Doc. Um, how early can one start in terms of uh, 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 once you start to have your menses? How early can one develop um, endometriosis? Good question. Um, it usually comes in in the thirties and forties, but you could get. Um, Endometriosis occurring as soon as you get into the puberty and menarche. That is the beginning of the menses. Um, it's not that common at that time. But um, I am sure it has something to do with some of the people who have period pains. And why I say some is that there are those whose, who the pains will improve once they have had a child. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So there's no cervical um, factor involved in, in terms of the stenosis causing the pains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on, Doc. Um, examination. Well, How do we find out um, conclusively without hints or without assumption we want to know conclusively that it is endometriosis well the the easiest and most conclusive way is to actually look uh, and see although I, I, I do regret to inform you that there seems to be a microscopic variety of the condition because we have seen patients presenting with symptoms and signs of endometriosis. And when you biopsy, they, well, when you look inside, you see nothing. Mm-hmm. Yet when you take a biopsy of the pelvic side, the peritoneum from the pelvic side walls, the, the lab reports endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So th- there would seem to be. But by and large, you need to see the deposits to conclusively say that this is endometriosis. But not seeing the deposits don't mean that they don't have endometriosis. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, you, in all cases in medicine, you would do a detailed history, examination, and investigations. And um, certainly the history would be, could be highly suggestive. Um, examination would may or may, may reveal um, you feeling the uh, deposits even on a physical examination you may feel for example what we call a deep infant deep infiltrating nodule mm-hmm. between the vagina and the rectum when you're yeah. on examination mm-hmm. you may feel deposits on the on the arm um, sacral ligaments these are some ligaments in the pelvis which which holds the womb in place, or one of the ligaments which do so. 
the patient may exhibit severe tenderness on examination. But by and large, you really need to look. So how do we look? That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> Tell us about the looking part. Uh, well, ultrasound might be helpful, but, but certainly laparoscopy would be most helpful. Of course, when you factor in the cost, sometimes what you do is give the patient a trial of the medications, and if they respond positively, it, it would be reasonable to deduce <laughs> since it's far cheaper than doing the procedures. Right. You know, that's a very indirect way of making that deduction. But not to be, not to be preached or not to be said on the air, you know. <laughs> so we're talking about the looking part now. So uh -huh. expound on the looking part so that women can, and even men can understand what you mean by real look. I mean, apart from the, um, the lap, what is that, was it? Laparoscopy. Lap, lap, laparoscopy. Which is very expensive. That, that's the only way you can That's really, the only way you can look. Yeah, you have to look. Well, you could open the patient. You could no. do a formal lap, laparotomy, but that certainly has a higher cost, and it certainly would lay up the patient for a longer time mm -hmm. in terms of recovery time, that sort of thing. Okay. Of course, by doing laparoscopy, you could, uh, or laparotomy, which is to open the patient, you could then begin to remove some of these deposits as, as, as best you can to destroy them, um, especially for patients who really have a great passion of having a child. Mm -hmm. hmm. Doc, I want you to hold that thought for a minute. I want to say hi to our friends joining us via the World Wide Web. Um, Corrine Watson says, symptoms like shortness of breath, low oxygen, headache, numbness in your legs. You could get numbness, numbness in, in your legs. legs. You could. See, once a patient get, has pains, you know, all, any symptoms seem to go. Um, you could be short of breath because of the anxiety, for example, which endometriosis generates because some of the um, complications of endometriosis do affect the mind. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of anxiety, there's depression, all associated with be, having being a sufferer Suffer of, of endometriosis. endometriosis. We're going to take a break. Singles Live topic tonight, endometriosis. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <clears throat> cool 97 radio singles live on the nation's coolest cool 97 fm dre you're hearing me i just want to make sure <laughs> angie angel how you doing uh, you're going somewhere on Saturday. Uh, that's great. Love that. All right. So let's get back into the conversation with Dr. Milton Hardy. Um, so we were looking at um, the examination, right? How it is diagnosed. Um, let us look at treatments for endometriosis. Well... The treatments are very, they're standard, and um, you first would begin 
by using simple anti-inflammatory drugs, mm-hmm. painkillers. Some of them you could even buy over the counter for patients who have minimal disease. Mm-hmm. It's a little touch. Yeah. And they, and if you are helped by this route, then fine, proceed with it. Then you have the patients who need hormones or hormones plus or minus surgery and um, how these hormones really work is that they shut down the stimulation of the ovaries because as as we had mentioned before the driver for endometriosis are your estrogens, your female hormones so the menopause takes care of endometriosis Mm -hmm. right? And then you have a next set of problems. problems. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you have hormones plus or minus um, your surgery. And basically surgery would be to remove the deposits. Some patients actually go on to develop ovarian cysts as a consequence of endometriosis. That's what I was just about to ask. Yes, and um, these cysts um, commonly called chocolate cysts mm-hmm. by the appearance of their contents because if you think about it it's really old blood trying to bleed every month into this container the cyst which is a cyst and you can um, encounter any complication with these chocolate cysts that you can get from any ovarian cyst so you can bleed into them them can burst they can twist, they can become infected. All of these can cause you to end up in theater just because of these accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the contents, as I said before, it look like, looks like chocolate. It's old blood. Mm-hmm. And blood, when it's old, becomes brown. It's no longer red. Right. Um, so that could, that could happen in um, the patient with um, endometriosis. Um, you, you spoke of um, hormonal treatment. Yes. Um, what you do, well, what, what is commonly used are what we call gonadotrophin-releasing hormone agonists or antagonists. And basically what they do is to shut down the ovaries. So the patient develops a uh, pharmacological menopause which which reverses when you stop the drugs okay because i was just about to ask if i am if i'm, yeah, I saw if I'm the expression young, on right. your face <laughs> if, I, if i am i'm 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 young yes i want to stop the pain and whatever symptoms that is associated with endometriosis but i don't want to go into menopause having um, hot flash, you know, the hot flash um, growing here in places that n- um, <laughs> vag- the vagina dryness. dryness. What else? Well, sex, get mood swings. You get mood swings. <laughs> the, the, the sex drive could vary. Yeah, the sex drive can either be up it, it there can, or it, it, it can, can go up, up, down, or stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it stay the same or go up and not down. <laughs> So women have that concern um, when it comes to um, using hormonal treatments. Yes, and um, 
you see, the whole thing revolves around your estrogens, you know, any which way you want to look at it. Because even from the baby aspect, because we're now moving from the surgery and the hormones to baby. Because baby would now be the third best line of, third line of treatment. Mm-hmm. And for the same reasons, the, the steroidal environment of pregnancy, even though it's... Um, it is highly estrogenic because you're not ovulating. It seems to cause the endometriotic tissue not to develop. So it, it goes on a pause for the want of a better statement for the period of the pregnancy and maybe even during the, during the, the period of breastfeeding as well. Now, interestingly, the, the real treatment for endometriosis is to remove both ovaries, you know. But that is not an option because endometriosis afflicts women in the reproductive age group. So that's definitely but, but not an option. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is really the treatment. So here we have a condition where you can't use what is really the treatment in the vast majority of the cases. Mm-hmm. Because I have had to remove the ovaries on ladies in their early 40s, which is really very painful to do. But it is so bad. Uh, endometriosis can be so bad that even the employers call you and ask you, when is the surgery? Yeah. Yeah, it's that bad. Because the patients get down every month. They have pains, they vomit, you have to take them home. It's a disruption for the workplace that sort of thing mm-hmm. birth control pills yes. what role do they play in endometriosis it does play a role you know although the role seems to be up and down in that the whole concept of the birth control pills or that it contains the level of the, your estrogens in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it is also cyclical in that you take it for your 21 days, break seven and start again. So what you have is this waxing and waning, which is what really happens in endometriosis, where you get the period. But I will concede that the symptoms might be a little less. Uh, and I say that with great emph- emphasis, might. Mm-hmm. Some people have used the birth control injection to good effect in treating um, patients with endometriosis. In fact, it's called poor people's treatment because the treatment um, for endometriosis is a little pricey in terms of the hormones that you buy specifically for endometriosis and essentially how the birth control injection works is that it shuts down ovulation for a prolonged period of time so you have that situation occurring of course you have the other issues the depression it might cause the vaginal dryness it might cause and if you take it for a really long, long time, it could affect your bones. Mm-hmm. 
in terms of osteoporosis, osteoporosis that sort of thing okay um <clears throat> speaking of osteoporosis um women who are menopausal uh, no we don't reach menopausal <laughs> women women who are overweight per se mm-hmm. are they more prone to um developing endometriosis or is it just across the board whether you're slim in between or over overweight that's a very good question you know and it's a very good question because ladies who are overweight have a surplus of estrogens because the fat tissue binds estrogens and um it could very well play a role in the development of endometriosis it certainly plays a role in putting you at risk for endometrial cancer that is cancer from the lining of the womb usually in your in your 60s you know so after the menses have gone you think you have gotten away mm-hmm. but um the estrogens are stimulating the lining of that womb and it can undergo malignant change one associates um eat the eating habits with um sometimes endometriosis they'd say okay if you eat too much um red meat or if you're eating too much chicken with the hormones or this and that and that and that um is there any conclusive evidence no there is none there is none i i, I tend to answer that question um with another with a statement mm-hmm. and that the endometriosis is common worldwide and the diets in the various regions are different and the people still end up with endometriosis i say the same thing for fibroids because we hear the same arguments for patients with fibroids with black women anywhere in the world fibroids are more common amongst them mm-hmm. so the, the diet certainly uh, I, I i would debunk that argument but but can the diet though assist you in um reducing um <clears throat> the symptoms see what i mean is that when when i hear that i'm hearing um <laughs> going natural and vegetarian but a lot of these um so called natural um foods are full of estrogens you have your phytoestrogens and in fact the world is becoming more estrogenic if you um if you really get down to the research and in fact endometriosis may actually become more common because of the increased amount of estrogens even in our, our natural waters there's more urination of your birth control pills you find that the fishes you know the fishes their um gender is not determined until they have grown to a certain stage and if there is enough estrogens in the water they come female yes yes siri yes siri repeat that again for me i'm learning tonight our, our soil is also more estrogenic no doc i wanted to go back to the, the fish story <laughs> <laughs> So, so so they're when when birth they're gender neutral yes right and depending on the environment if the environment is tipped towards um in the direction of estrogens 
They become female. Well, they, so you're saying a lot of female fishes out there In now. other words, no, not just a fish. <laughs> the world is becoming more estrogenic. I, I know the men might not like what I'm saying. But I like what you're saying. <laughs> it can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You may have a point where you said the world is becoming more estrogenic, right? You may have a yes. point there. The yes. soil is becoming more estrogenic. And these things have implications even for disease processes. Now, it may take a hundred years before we begin to see the changes, but that is the, re- the direction the world is going. Mm. Hear that, Dre? Yes, yeah, so um, that, even though you're on a, um, a, 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 nowadays a term that they use now is a vegan diet. Uh-huh. Yes. That does not mean that you see there's a lesser chance or you not developing endometriosis. No, not, not at all. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I won't say it on air. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Okay. 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 <laughs> we, get, we get you. We get you. So, um complications so we look is there any other treatment that we should um look at before we move on well treatments are either anti-inflammatory medications hormones surgery or baby or (laughs) radical surgery radical surgery uh, and 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 uh, something i need to say because i know i know it happens you know people say boy have endometriosis, so I'll do a hysterectomy. Nothing wrong with that, but make sure the ovaries are taken as well. Because if the ovaries don't go, you have not been treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The estrogens the are o- the drivers. Of, mm-hmm. You must re- remove the drivers. Or you'll have the surgery, you still have the pains. And still have the bus running because the driver is still on board. Driver still driving. (laughs) (laughs) Complications. Nobody wants to hear that word, but are there uh, complications associated with endometriosis? Complications are numerous. Um, They're not always physical, um, but we've started the physical, the pelvic pains the infertility which occurs as a consequence of endometriosis. The complications which might arise as a result of the distant spread of the condition affecting whichever organ that this spread uh, has taken place in. You may have your ovarian cysts as well going back to the pelvis. Um, You could have um, psychological issues because you're always in pain so you're always sad and dowdy it it could cause you to be anxious it could cause depression it could cause marital disharmony Mm -hmm. it will reduce productivity at the workplace even an increase in in absenteeism so there is an economic factor involved in fact if you are missing from work often enough one day they're going to fire you Mm-hmm. So it has economic implications as well. True. It has emotional implications. It has yes. relationship implications. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you mentioned before, it has uh, economic and social implications. Um, 
the future for us as women in terms of the treatment of endometriosis? Anything new or <clears throat> do we continue to just take the anti-inflammatory and hope for the best? Well, as time goes by, you know, you'll find that um, treatments become more advanced. So you certainly should get uh, better or different results 10 years from now than now. Um, what I think is most important about the future is the awareness. You know, we need to have an expansion, uh, you know, of this awareness. And maybe people will s begin to seek treatments earlier. And that, well, early treatments usually give you a head start on most conditions in medicine. We need to do more research on endometriosis because as we had alluded to earlier, it's a disease of theories. Maybe there are many ways that this can occur. Maybe nothing is wrong with the theories. In fact, that, that, that seems to be a, 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 an idea that is developing in my consciousness. Maybe all of the above can cause endometriosis mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than us um, being concerned that we really don't know what cause it is all, all of these theories Maybe all of those series have a role to play. Mm -hmm. Endometriosis and its effects <clears throat> on women, we know that. But are there effects on men, the partners in, in the relationships? Well, you must be tired of hearing me saying this. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but if the lady is sick or the man is sick, it affects the other person. The, the, you, you just can't escape it. It's, it's, a, it's all a team sport. Mm -hmm. And if one member of the team not playing well, the team doesn't play well. Mm -hmm. So it does affect your partner. And it is even more important going forward for the partners to have an understanding of the condition. But how tolerable, let me, let me see if I, I want to use, make sure that I use the right word, Dre and, 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 and Dr. Hardy. In terms of a, a, a man in a, in a relationship and his, his partner is constantly having um, issues with endometriosis and there's no intimacy, there's no sex in the relationship. Um, it, it, it ha there has to be some psychological implications for both. There is a problem. There's no question about it. Um, as to its solution, I'll probably um, throw it over to you in, in your area of speciality <laughs> to, to, help, to help us out. To help, us, to help you to resolve that situation there. Dre, if you found yourself in that situation where your partner is suffering from endometriosis, right? Mm -hmm. They just use endometriosis. And she's unable to fulfill your sexual needs um, for an extended period of time. As a young man, what do you think your options would be? Uh, wow. Honestly. I mean, um, <clears throat> I guess, I guess it comes down to just understanding um, and patience. 
if you have that, um, if you if you don't, then you, you got to get you gotta get where you gotta get. Now what you what you going to get now? <laughs> I just I just wanted to hear your opinion mm. um, because a lot of persons I think will especially uh, men will kind of skirt around it when in fact yes if it is not happening in the relationship then most often they step outside of the relationship for um, sexual fulfillment because um, the, 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 their partner is, is, is not doing well but as women how many of us would think that that is okay and I'm just moving a little bit away from the the, 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 the conversation here as a woman you know that you're not well um, you're suffering from endometriosis really suffering and you're unable to fulfill um, your partner's sexual desire in that particular way because you, you may can do other things Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me just put that in there. You may can do other things, but yeah. yes, yes. Like <laughs> have to, you'll have to pay me to tell you. <laughs> you'll have to pay me to tell you. Would it be okay for you, for your partner to step out of the relationship? And I'm just throwing this to the women out there. But yes, Dre, you can do other things to spice up the relationship. Um, yes, you can you can you and have to become more creative creative yeah. you can become very creative and of course you can always go and check doctor <laughs> yes um but as 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 couples the most important thing is the you must understand you must understand each you, other you have to have a knowledge of the condition mm-hmm. you know cuz it, it can be as bad as some people believing that the sufferer of the endometriosis is actually making this up and to, uh, to avoid to avoid interactions in, in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, it's so far from the truth but some do well that happens too which I guess spoils the whole apple cart mm-hmm. some, some do See, when they're so tired so and of the same old boring boring something them say so you know what me not feeling well you know, you know this is happening to me well yeah so what do you do then <laughs> once again it is all about communicating with your partner conflict resolution and conflict resolution and not allowing um, <clears throat> there's a word that I want to use um, that describes what is happening it's almost like you're silently you silently have up your partner so you use this thing um, as they as it's almost as use this thing as the the, the, the the scarecrow it is not real but you use it as a scarecrow to keep your partner away mm-hmm. yeah so you have the word that I, word that I wanted to use. You have the silent resentment, where you're going to use the fact uh, that you have endometriosis. A weaponization. Yes. Mm. Yes. That, that, that's actually a dangerous weapon. Well. <laughs> <laughs> See, Angie Angel says there are other things you can do to spike. As she says, spike. You know, she said to spike up your relationship. Yes, there are other things, but your partner must be willing to work along 
with you, your partner must be willing to try these new things. What if he or she does not want to try these saying, new things? You keep saying other things. Other things like I said, I'll tell you off air. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the show is about endometriosis, not you spiking and spicing <laughs> up your sex life in other ways. Right. So the psychological effect on both. Um, on both parties, is 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 is, it's is profound. Is profound. The cycle and, and and let us move away from 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 the the man and the woman. If there are children involved, mind you, let us let us remember, you know, mm-hmm. that menopause will probably signal a recovery. So you can capitalize on that. <laughs> but you, you just have to be willing to wait on it. No, Jesus, it's not a lot of. <laughs> So people that have no waiting power, I don't. <laughs> so people, so people, you know, and say I don't want to wait in vain for your love. So people that have no waiting power, how old they say you'll be again? Oh, you're 40 and menopause comes around at 52. Me not sure about that. <laughs> so you'll have to try the other things to spike up and spice up your, your sex life. Um, Doc, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be wrapping uh, things up. Singles Live on the Nation School at Cool 97 FM. We're talking about endometriosis. Taking a short break, and then we'll come back to just wrap things up with Dr. Milton Hardy, OBGYN. Cool 97 Radio. Singles Live on The Nation School at School 97 FM. We're gearing up to wrap things up in the talk segment before uh, Dr. Hardy um, skedaddle <laughs> to get some rest. Angie Angel is asking, is endometriosis the same thing as fibroids because it's almost the same symptoms <clears throat> and treatment? Good question. Um, it's not the same thing. The treatments are not exactly the same either. But um, they are both estrogen-driven because fibroids only grow during the reproductive years. Mm. So your female hormones must have something to do with it. Fibroids, endometriosis, adenomyosis, I refer to them as cousins because they may all be found in the same patient. And can you have one or both or all? Uh, any combination of the above you can have. So you can have a cousin f- um, situation. <laughs> <laughs> but the treatments are not are, are not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not really true. But what is the difference between in terms of how it presents itself? Um, Some of the symptoms would be similar. But, um, for example, fibroids, the, 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 the real problem would be bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, or the most common problem would be bleeding, although some patients will have no problems with bleeding at all. They just have a big growth in their bellies. Um, endometriosis is characterized by pains you can also have pains with fibroids all right so there's a great degree of overlap in terms of symptomatology but they're not the same but i 
I, I will concede that I think they are cousins <laughs> because they, they, they are all um, part and parcel of conditions which occur during the reproductive years, which means that your female hormones have something to do with them. Yeah, so um, have a lot to do with them. Mm-hmm. So you have women who the, top, the, <coughs> the stomach tends to be protruding um, more and more with as the a matter, with the fibroids. Some of them appear to be pregnant right. for, for for years. For years. And is 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 there a, is there um, the growth of the fibroids? Is it more rapid? as opposed to what is happening with the endometriosis? No, that, that varies from individual, varies from individual to, individual, to individual, individual. In terms of severity. For, for example, you know, a patient who has severe pains with endometriosis, that doesn't mean that is, the disease is extensive, you know. It the, could be the, just where it is. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the degree of severity of the pains uh, is not necessarily related to the extent of the disease mm-hmm. and in fact you might even wonder how come this person doesn't have more symptoms and vice versa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's just like fibroids some fibroids are like real estate it's location 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 a small fibroid located in the wrong place in your uterus can drive you up the wall yeah, but the question that i want to ask doc why is it that you have women who um, have fibroids and their t- stomach just continues to grow and grow and grow and they just stay there with it. Isn't that, uh, is it that the treatment or the surgery in Jamaica is unavailable? Is it fair? Uh, why? You have hit the nail on the head. Um, although ignorance plays a big role, fear is real, you know. And it is something that I, I think we, as a people in general, have failed to pay attention to. Fear is real. And a lot of these people you see walking around with these large tumors, they're afraid. And we must not laugh at them. We must try our best to see how, how well we could... Um, reason with them but fear is real mm-hmm. you know because you might make up your mind to go and have your surgery done it will mean that another lady will you know and this is born all out in many cases is born out of fear and, and we can't pretend that it is not real or the people are foolish fear is real okay in terms of as we're getting ready to wrap things up in terms of the availability of uh, treatment outside of the private practice, is it readily available um, to women in Jamaica? Let me see how we're going to answer that question. Um, treatments are available. But one of the problems we have, apart from our um, not too great resources, there is a distinct problem with fibroids in that um, 80% of our women have a fibroid in some shape or form, you know. So the sheer numbers is overwhelming to our resources and the services that we have. Because we, we have actually developed techniques locally, and I'm quite happy to say that I'm part of that 
where the techniques are actually being used worldwide. Mm -hmm. So it's not because it's it's unavailable, but it is a is the sheer volume of work we have to do. Not only with fibroids, but with other um, medical issues. In fact, I, I, I will I, I will tell you a different story. The surgery for fibroids, whether it's a hysterectomy or a myomectomy, is the most common operation done in Jamaica. I will repeat, the treatment of fibroids surgically is the most common operation within this country. So it has to speak to the resources that are available. Mm -hmm. And there are many other conditions, surgical, which needs to be done too. But fibroids are the most common surgeries done in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within our, within our, both our public and private systems. Correct. Yeah. So that notion is not really true. It might appear to be, but in terms of what we have to offer, fibroids are fibroids are ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. Help will get you get more patients than you can actually handle. One third, in fact, I'll go a step further. One third of all operations done in this country is on fibroids. One third. OBGYNs are very, very busy. Okay, Angie Angel says I removed three fibroids from the outside of my uterus. She puts the laser. The pain was horrible, and I tried every medication in the book, and it didn't work for me had to remove them yeah but I, I I really can't speak much of that because I wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> alrighty doc is there anything else that you'd want to add uh, before we wrap things up well all I would really add is that um, endometriosis is common and we need a national program of awareness, which has already started. Yes, we it, have it, with Endometriosis Awareness Month. Yes. yes. It, it, it certainly needs to become bigger. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope more resources are placed so more research can be done on this condition, which in my private thoughts, I Consider to be a nuisance. Mhm, mhm. Mash up your life, emotionally, physically, and any kind of alley. Yeah, yeah. But yesterday, mash up your life. <laughs> Drain your pockets. Mash up your relationship. You can't go work certain days. You're miserable. Yeah. They're depressed. Depressed. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Doc, want to thank you so much for joining us once more inside Singles Live. Thank you too for having me. Take care of yourself. I will do just that. Until then. The Singles Live on the Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. Cool 97 Radio. Radio.